0: Get iXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off iXL membership when they sign up today at iXL.com slash audio. Visit iXL.com slash audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price.
1: What's up? Welcome to Episode 70 of Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of comicbook.com. I am your host, Kofi Outlaw, And if you're watching this, you might notice there are some completely different setups happening on our couch today. Mr. Matt Aguilar is out. Mr. Brandon Davis has stepped in to be my
2: co-host today. Thanks, buddy. I'm actually Matt Aguilar. I just got a haircut. Nice. Matt
1: Aguilar has changed identities once on this podcast, so that's not surprising that he's doing so again. (laughs) And with us, joining us, after the dead, co-host... Miss Janelle
2: Wheeler.
3: Yay! I'm very excited to be here. This is my first time on a real official podcast. <sighs>
2: This is a good one to start with. Yeah. Wait, you've never done a podcast I before? Just, I think it's funny mm-hmm. how you consider this a real official podcast. Yeah, yeah I I know. It's I mean, fun. I mean, that's like the best Man. endorsement we've ever gotten. <laughs> yeah, thank right.
1: you. It's like, yeah, they really believe it. I
2: oh, also right.
3: consider After the Dead like the Walking Dead show. The well, only one.
2: That's right. I that's mean, right. There are is, we shamelessly nobody's... plugging our Sunday podcast? <laughs> yes,
1: we are. We'd like to uh, <laughs> cross-promote podcast here. <laughs> so we have our After the Dead host on because, as you may know, a little show called The Walking Dead is coming back pretty soon. Sunday night. So it's time to dust this thing off and uh, get After the Dead back. But uh, to give it's these guys a warm-up... It's actually pretty good. It's actually pretty good? Yeah. Shh. Don't spoil your I ha- podcast. I have
3: not seen it yet. I haven't Look, seen it yet.
1: we will take everything from your podcast and feed it into this one. Don't, don't give <laughs> up all the goods yet. <laughs> but uh, to give them a small warm-up, we're going to do Comic Book Nation today and... We really haven't told you guys anything about what we're going to talk about. We like to keep our guests blind in terror. Again, they don't let me put bags over heads. I really have pushed for that. (laughs) Liza keeps saying no. Jim keeps saying no. It's a whole thing. But anyway, what we're going to talk about today is some big DC stuff. There is a new Birds of Prey trailer that dropped. We are going to go deep into a discussion about Joker before that movie hits and all the controversy surrounding it. But we also have other things to talk about in... The blockbuster movie universe, we got two big events. The Marvel movie universe, so we're going to get to all of that. All right.
3: Nice. Excited about all of it.
1: Good. So stick with us, because when we come back, we are going to start first and foremost with this Birds of Prey trailer. Don't go away.
3: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt.
2: All right, so,
1: guys, Birds of Prey trailer is out. It's a movie we've been kind of talking about. We even did, like, a whole segment on the show before wondering how this movie is going to actually play out when it hits. we would seen just little teases. Of course, this is the Suicide Squad spinoff. It's bringing back Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. Uh, Kathy Yan is a kind of a new director who's taking this on, her first real blockbuster feature. There's been some reshoots. They got, um, what's his name from John Wick? Uh, Chad Chad Stahelski to come and do some research, research, reshoots that had us concerned. But this was our first like full look at Birds of Prey, what it's all about, and all of that. And this was more like, instead of a general trailer, I would say it's like a character featurette almost, because it was just focused mostly on Harley Quinn and Margot Robbie and what her story arc is in this film and how it connects to Suicide Squad. But there were hints, there's a lot of color, there's a lot of style to this. Um, it looks like there's going to be some good action, maybe pumped up by Mr. Stahelski when he gets a chance to get in there and really get some of these kind of stunt things going, but there was, I mean, for me, there was promise. I I was kind of, I mean, really skeptical about this whole thing, uh, for weeks now, but I think this one is starting to turn me around a little bit. I still need to see more about the general bird, actual birds of prey premise and the other characters
2: and the villains. But, um, yeah, interesting first trailer to kind of kick it off. I think it would have been a little bit better to focus less on Harley Quinn and more on the Birds of Prey. This was like, the the movie is called Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of Harley Quinn. The trailer was Harley Quinn featuring some of the Birds of Prey a little bit. (laughs) So we didn't actually meet. So was just basically, basically,
3: she was begging them to hang out with her.
2: Yeah, that's what the trailer was. And I I, I thought the trailer was cool. Like I wasn't like, oh, I can't wait to see this movie. I was like, yeah, this looks cool. And I think it's just R-rated Guardians of the Galaxy, which you know could be really cool. Yeah,
1: we actually had a first shot from the film that came out right after the trailer, and it pretty much is Guardians of the
2: Galaxy. Oh, yeah, that image. Yeah, Yeah, that image image of all of them. It's like, we're the freaking guardians of the galaxy, but don't say the F word.
3: I think of like Spice Girls. For all the little girls who are like getting detention, like me, um, these are like the cool Spice Girls. And I'm into it. I'm digging it as a chick. Like, and.
1: These these cool Spice Girls. Really
3: basic, honestly, bright colors sparkles, rainbows, cool fashion. The thing like,
2: is, hyenas? doesn't it kind of remind yeah. you of the Suicide yeah. Squad trailers, though? It, absolutely. I was gonna, that was going to be my That's next the, thing. It uh, feels like the same over thing. Here.
1: I was going to say, my oh, next a- segue was going to be, this very much reminded me from the music to the way it's put together of that Suicide Squad Comic Con trailer that came out in 2016 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that really like made us believe that movie was going to possibly be really awesome until we actually saw it. Um, Sorry, sorry. I just watched that again. Respect to Oscar Oscar winning (laughs) Suicide Squad. Yeah, respect. But um, it felt very much in that vein. Like they were trying to capture that. And that's okay because that was like the Suicide Squad movie I actually wanted to see. Mm. So if we get something close to that, Okay. Um, yeah, but ne- definitely I would have to say, like, next trailer has to actually tell us who these other
2: people are. And what are they doing?
1: Yeah, I don't I think am- anybody understands that, uh, Jessie's, uh, Juicy Salmonier's, uh, sister is Black Canary in this, and like nobody understands?
3: I couldn't that. tell who anyone was, yeah. but I do have a silly question. But you guys are the experts. What is the rating on this?
2: They haven't said, but it's gonna be awesome. said, okay because she be awesome. said,
3: I'm Harley freaking Quinn in She's the trailer, and Quinn it drove me that. crazy. It yeah, like, got under say my skin. That. I
1: mean, they also say they don't give a shit
2: about us in the beginning, and I was like, Oh, okay, That's like, weird. and there's a one violent shot with like blood exploding, mm-hmm. yeah. But I, I, think, I think it's think gonna be a lot darker. Yeah, the next trailer, I think it will get a red band trailer. That, I mean, it would
1: need that to really kind of show off everything, especially the Black yeah. Mask stuff. Because let's talk about that. Ewan McGregor's in this movie. He's a villain. He's Black Mask. Um, people have been kind of critical of what we've seen of that because Black Mask is basically a psycho kind of... He's a rich boy psycho who is a violent killer who wears a black mask in the <laughs> comics. And this has been kind of more like Joker, gangster, party boy, Miami gang yeah. guy. And people haven't really been feel, feeling that. But there are hints in this trailer that this guy is really screwed up, and that there is going to be a much darker side to him. There's scenes of him having, like, -like shining-like freakouts with himself in front of a poster with a black-headed character behind him. There's a scene of him looking like he puts on black hand gloves to about to cut some throats of people who are hung upside down. Yeah, I think that that's going to be
2: a major factor that we haven't even been able to dive into in the trailers. I I think he's going to really take a look like Black Mask that we want to see, and I think the gloves and that... You see... I mean, I know more than I should say, but there's... (laughs) There's, you'll see a shot. It's the
1: burden of Brandon Davis. You'll see
2: the <laughs> shot. Uh, there's one shot where it opens like behind a pair of hands that yeah. have like the open between the fingers. Like that's going to be something in the movie that like we'll know more about. But I, he's going to have a different look. Yeah. I, I don't know if he's going to actually take on a black mask literally. I hope he does. I think maybe there's one shot in where it could be him wearing the black mask. But he's going to have Appearance changes that are yeah. that are staples to him as a character and, and I think it generally he'd be a scary guy I'm sorry. Yeah, to I was saying. I was
3: actually wondering about his like character. Do you guys have any idea? I mean is he gonna live up to that because if they just copy the Joker which I'm the only person in the world who likes Jared Leto Joker I love him, but I yes, just I are. don't I don't want to repeat I don't want to repeat.
1: I mean, no, you just picked up three stands who But
2: was it Jared Leto's fault or was it the movie's fault? Or both. I don't know.
1: I don't know. But uh, so far, I mean, overall, I think better than expected for me. Um, I, I'm just
2: I, I don't really I don't think you can process. You know too much all it. I also like I mean, I'm confident the movie will be enjoyable. Like I, yeah. I think the I think the movie will be better than this trailer, Good. personally. I, I the trailer wasn't bad. I just don't didn't make me go. Let's go see say, this. Yeah, let's just say Margot Robbie looks like she's doing her thing now. This yeah. trailer, yeah. I think, was for fans of Harley Quinn, yeah. and that's great. Those fans are thrilled. That's awesome. I mean, I'm a fan of Harley Quinn, but I'm not. You know, she's not my top echelon character. If I was, I'm sure I'd be thrilled right now. And I just I want to see more. And I think the movie will be fun. Reshoots make me nervous, though. That's exceptionally
1: level-headed commentary right there for a yeah. yeah. DC yeah. movie. Yeah. Don't get All right. used to it. I know. Don't get used <laughs> to it. Let's move on. So, moving right along, we are going to jump to talk about the Disney plus Marvel shows that are Mm -hmm. coming our way. So, there's nothing to really, like, it's nothing revolutionary here, but we just got a report of basically kind of, we were speculating when we've been talking about these shows about, you know, what the budgets will be, how they will be kind of structured Mm -hmm. compared to traditional Marvel TV shows, because these are MCU direct extensions of the movies. And now we learn that... They're going to be spending about twelve million to twenty-five million per episode. Whoa! So, uh, do we know how
2: many episodes? We think eight, right, for each season. Do we know? Yeah, it's about six or eight, I think. That's I don't. That's I what they, That's what the reports have said. Six, yeah. to eight per season. I, I, I mean, it's show. movie budget. Yeah, it's movie. It's budget. movie budget. It's just split up in different structures. Shoot.
1: But comparatively, HBO is paying. Like we were all just like gasping that HBO is paying like fifteen million for a Game of Thrones episodes. It, wow. Like in the final season, so
3: I feel like they have something to prove and they're ready to prove themselves. Yeah,
1: I think they have something to prove, it. and I think more and more, I think these are like, I mean, we know the kind of beats. Like, we know WandaVision is going to set up something for Doctor Strange 2 involving Scarlet oh, yeah. Witch, which I'm really excited about, or we know that the Hawkeye series is introducing a whole new Hawkeye to the MCU. So, these are major events. And it's good to see that they're actually treating them like major events. You can tell the events. difference too yeah
2: if you're if you're if you're an MCU fan or it's just a big budget movie fan and then you try to watch something that's supposed to be set in the same world, it immediately pulls you out of that world if it's a different quality. Oh yeah, so they have to be of the same production value. And they will be. That's that's great news. I'll never forget the first
1: premiere episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when it aired and they tried to do the extremist stuff and carry that over from Iron Man 3. Watch and it. it was rough. <laughs> it was super rough. Yeah. And it was just like all of us like, okay, well, I guess it's okay for like a TV budget. Like, it's okay. Like, you know. And no. just trying to justify it to ourselves. But like, yeah, going back and looking like... That was five years Iron ago, 3. too. So
2: think about how much further... The visual effects technology has come. Yeah, exactly. In movies so, versus and how budget. expensive that is for TV. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's yeah. yeah, Marvel can spend a little, little more money year. now. Yeah. 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 What, they've made, they've made how many billion dollars, Marvel? Like <laughs> seventeen or something. Something crazy like that. Yeah.
3: Hey Disney, which yeah, show are you guys so. most excited about?
2: I mean,
1: my top two were probably uh, conceptually. I think Wandavision is going to be the biggest surprise. Um, I've been kind of theorizing that for a long time, but I think. Just like raw enjoyment, easy enjoyment. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier will be good, but I think I'm also going to enjoy What If a whole lot. So
2: and that's if, not to crap on. I think that. What If will surprise the yeah. most. Will be the most surprising uh, in terms of. I don't think people. I think the hardcore fans know what it can be, but I think the average person is going to be like, "Oh, animated Marvel show, don't care." Then they're going to watch it and be like, "Damn, official cool. voice cast, really yeah. cool content." I'm going to be that one of those people. MCU. yeah. yeah. I'm so. like Loki. <laughs> like. I think. I I, I think. Of all the series, I don't know, man. I think Falcon and Winter Soldier is like a safe bet because I love Civil War and I think that dealing with the fallout of Civil War will be interesting. But uh, Loki sounds – I'm I'm so curious about Loki with how it's going to pick up after Endgame. Same. And what it's going to, how it'll imply like different multiverse rules. and Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to figure out a lot of cosmics. Oof. I think that's yeah. going to be the, the undercover
1: stuff. one to get the cosmic stuff kind of worked out and reality yeah. stuff. And I don't know. So, so. I yeah, I mean, it's stuff. all good, man. It's all good, man. I'll be paying that $70 for Disney Plus. Does way. Moon Knight, yeah. can
2: I say Moon Knight though?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, we know it's my, coming. You that's I mean? the one i most I have about. no idea what that's going to be yet, so I just want them to not screw up Moon Knight right now, which is where I'm at, basically. So, Whew. yeah, the money involved in this, like Moon Knight, we're saying he didn't get a movie, but he kind of did, just a longer form. Maybe he'll yeah. be in a movie. And and that's the great thing about all of this. Yeah. There is no barrier between this. It's we could yeah. meet Moon Knight in a series and then have him in some kind of... Supernatural themed Marvel movie yeah. with a bunch of other characters and Blade and whatnot.
2: RIP so Jeff dead. loves Marvel Universe.
1: Oh, stop it! He's already down. Stop it. <laughs> All right, moving right along stop from that.
2: Ted already. We got
1: some blockbuster movie news to talk about. This one uh, kind of hit me right in the childhood as we learned Ooh, that. Personal. Uh, it, it's not in a bad way. Everybody, <laughs> calm down. Like, no, don't take the therapist off the phone. Like, we're good. Um, in a good way. Jurassic Park, uh, mm. one of the biggest staples of my childhood. They're bringing back the original cast members for the next Jurassic World movie. Laura Dern, Sam Neill, and Jeff Goldblum, who showed up for a cameo in Jurassic World Mm -hmm. 2. But now this is the real Ian Malcolm, the full-fledged Jurassic Park cast kind of coming back. Uh, And like I said, that is, that's pretty sweet. That hits me right in the childhood. Um, Because, especially just because... I've come to appreciate, and we've we've actually talked about this when we did the Jurassic World short film review a couple episodes ago. But as you get older, you begin to realize like Laura Dern's character in that movie is just such a great like female character in blockbuster movies in general, and you realize how kind of like star like we were so kind of blessed in the eighties and nineties with like female characters, which is weird sometimes when you hear about a resurgence. But like, yeah, you didn't realize like Ripley. And people like, yeah, Laura Derns, uh, Ellie, I forget her last name in Jurassic Park, but uh, Ellie.
3: We had kids. Didn't we like, had yeah, women and kids, like, yeah. taking the lead back then. It was really, yeah. it was and great. great. Yeah. yeah. I I was really nervous about the, uh, the re-ups of Jurassic Park. I was pleasantly surprised um, with what they've done, personally, uh, because I am very, very sentimental with my Jurassic Park. I grew up in Orlando, Florida, and I went on that ride so many times, I can't even tell you. Uh, but yeah I'm really excited about this. I think this is this is going to be really great for like our demographic or like, our age yeah. group. It's really exciting. And beyond
1: And it's good to connect uh, the Jurassic World lead characters who haven't been the most well-received or strong yeah. with some of their stronger predecessors. I would love to see I'm going to love to see Sam Neill and like Chris Pratt's character like yes. just try to like Chris Pratt say something crazy and him being like a scientist be like what like and then just their back. More of these forward. reboots
3: need to do this. Like yeah. follow suit. It would just be so cool to see more of, like, I don't know, infusing the past, but the past. Put it all together. Come on. So,
2: more exciting. The original Jurassic Park cast coming back or the original Terminator cast coming back? Definitely. (laughs) Oh, Oh, stop it.
1: Oh, I just wrote up a Terminator trailer post saying that the best thing about that movie is, like, every time the old cast is not on screen. So oh like no! And I'm just saying, like, that's mind. a whole Scratch separate, that. that's a grenade, we're not gonna, un- we're we gonna, gonna put the pin out? back in that one. That'll be for maybe next episode, we'll get down with what's going on with Terminator. Well, but um, well, Okay, so we don't know why they're back in Jurassic World 3, but it's not hard to, to figure out why. Um, Jurassic World 2, of course, ended with the d- dinosaurs being released from the secret perv mansion into the wild, and now they're kind of just roaming around. Which, for Sam Neill's character, would be Alan Grant would be like, that's his Christmas now, like, or his and his PTSD all wrapped into one. I hope
2: they just say, "Did you idiots learn nothing?"
1: Yeah, Yeah. like, why did you? I mean, remember what? I hope he comes back as basically Luke Skywalker in Last Jedi. (laughs) Like, I tried to get out of here. You want him to disappear at the end? Well, I mean, or get eaten and disappear. Like, I don't, I don't know, but, like... Yeah, I mean, he's gonna be just, like, old and grizzled and angry and be like, you didn't listen to me! And, like, you should have stopped!
2: And I just hope there's a there's a sequence where he brushes dirt off of his shoulder.
1: And I hope Jeff Goldblum and him, like, are just, like, funny, like... Jeff Goldblum's, like, enjoying the whole ride, just like, oh, yeah, oh, this is gonna be great. Like Yeah, uh, just mocking the whole thing. Yeah. So... I mean, yeah. All I can say is I'm now excited for that. In between what Colin Trevorrow did with the Jurassic World uh, short film and, like, now bringing back this, I'm kind of getting really excited for this for the first time in a long time. So, yay, Jurassic Park. Finally, moving right along to uh, the penultimate, or penultimate, that would be the second to last, but the ultimate kind of blockbuster movie franchise. Guys, We've had a war in our family, but I feel like it's finally been healed. The schism is healed. The Rock and Vin Diesel have made up.
3: Yeah, I need to get you guys need to fill me in on this. I've been at TwitchCon and I don't know what is going on.
1: Okay, now sit back for this Tell me. story. So, Please. so I don't think they really In our up. Fast and Furious family, The Rock came in around the fifth movie and helped really pull that franchise up to where mm-hmm. it is now. Billion dollar earner. But on Fate of the Furious, uh, he and Vin Diesel got into kind of a spat. Uh, Vin Diesel apparently wasn't showing up on set on time, which I can attest to, because Vin Diesel has left me underneath the ground of Pittsburgh for about, like, three hours in a mine shaft while we were trying to wait for to interview him. That's a whole separate story. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to get into that now. But that's a whole separate thing. But... He was showing up late, kind of like, I guess, not being as professional, which really made The Rock mad because, you know, if there's one thing The Rock will kill for, it's unprofessionalism. Mm-hmm. And so it started a bunch of posts on social media. It kind of spiraled out of control. Tyrese got into it. Like, it was a mess. And basically... <laughs> <laughs> basically, Vin Diesel and The Rock couldn't work together. Um, they had to film Fate of the Furious separated. And that's when wow. Rock, and The Rock
2: was like, I'll do my whole Yeah, he's whole like, I'll get movie. my own movie. Screw <laughs> Well, this. so there was also supposed to be a scene in, it was either Furious 7 and Fate of the Furious because they recognized the chemistry that Jason Statham and The Rock had together that would have set up a, a spin-off movie, which they did anyway, but Vin Diesel found out about it and apparently flipped out and told them to cut it because oh, he's I an executive producer. This. That's yeah. That was like the report. I, yeah, You know, Hollywood. We'll just anyway. Leave it there. But uh, yeah, so they, I mean, they had real beef. And it didn't
1: look like they were ever going to really heal that beef. But then, you know, as we always talk about, dump trucks full of money can change everything. The Rock said, fine, I'll make my own franchise. And he went out and made Fate of the Furious and, or I mean, Hobbs and Shaw. Wow, don't confuse those two. (laughs) um, And made a billion (laughs) dollars and close to a billion dollars. Remember when this movie
2: came out, it opened in most of the world, but it didn't open in China. And then... There was a headline like that it had the lowest global opening weekend since uh, Tokyo Drift, and Tyrese like put up this whole Instagram post about it. And then it was just like, Tyrese, my dude, it didn't open in China. So, why didn't it open go- in China? It, well, it opened like two weeks later oh, in China. Okay. It was just a different release schedule. Well, China's one of the biggest markets for Fast and Furious movies, so for movies in general now. And then it got the China Chinese release, and it just continued to crush the box office because it didn't have anything coming out after it. It was number one in the world for four weeks in a row, which is something Endgame, Spider-Man, and Captain Marvel all couldn't do. Shazam couldn't do it, no Don't movie.
3: get BD started on The Rock. Like, well, that's your no, boy. Well, okay, but so, yeah, so that, that is, is your, your
2: homeboy. Boy. <laughs> I I listen, The Rock's my boy, uh, but also <laughs> they, he made this post the other day. Yeah, so about to the, tell you Yeah, about. the
1: post The Rock put up now was saying that Hobbs and Shaw is approaching about 800 million at the global box office, and he was congratulating the fans because a rock's a professional and a social media master, so he's always talking to fans. And while he's doing this, and he's also great about dropping things so casually into these social media posts. He knows what he's doing. So basically, he went on to just thank the fans in a very rock kind of way. He can read the whole thing at comicbook.com, but he ended it by saying, you know, I also want to stop and thank Vin Diesel, you know, and then he went on this whole diatribe about, you know, Hmm. uh, I'll read it to you. As you know, and what a wild ride this is, and what a wild ride this has been, 10 years ago when you and I spoke talking to Vin Diesel, and you invited me into this Fast and Furious family. I'm grateful for that invite, and as you know, my goal was always, all these years, to come into the Fast and Furious world and help elevate the franchise in any way I possibly could. If I could do that, then I've done my job. We did I'm just gonna skip ahead uh, we did it the right way and we did it the smart way, way and again brother I appreciate your support but that wasn't all at the very end he gave a grin and a wink and said and of course all roads lead to one thing I'll be seeing you soon Toretto
2: I wonder if Vin Diesel watched hmm. that and went you're yeah, rock all right brother I'll die I still hate you or if he was just like okay, I'm sure we're family, I kind of feel good.
1: like my question to this is I feel like You know, The Rock doesn't do anything without some
2: kind of promotional motivation behind it, and that's not even a slam. He's a businessman. he's smart. I mean, he charges studios to promote his own movies on his own social media. Like that's uh, that's the hustle. He gets millions of dollars. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, he's he knows what he's doing. Exactly. I think he's smart. So I mean, this says
1: to me that something's been worked out behind the scenes before he would ever drop.
2: Yeah, they're gonna do it's. They're gonna have their start having crossover movies now. Where it's yeah. I mean, it would just be Fast and Furious because Hobbs is a Fast and Furious character. But now you can advertise it as like, oh, the spinoff is coming to the Fast and, and Furious. And
1: it should be noted there has been loose threads kind of been sewn into this to bring it all together. So I wouldn't be surprised if at the end, The Rock shows up at the end of Fast and Furious 9 and
2: Fast and Furious 10, which would be the 10th movie, a big event film, would bring him back into it.
3: Oh, that'd be great. I hope
2: there is an, at least one more spinoff film, not Hobbes related. Before Fast Ten if they want to make that an event.
1: And they might have to. I mean, so far we know that I mean Hobbs and Shaw introduced, you know, Idris Elba's black Superman, who was this cybernetically enhanced guy who worked for this weird tech company that's
2: basically Marvel's aim. And there is somebody behind that. Yeah, and yeah. there's
1: somebody behind that. And there's all if you read Wiki's, there's already kind of threads either revealing or theorizing that Charlize Theron's uh, hacker character, Cypher from Fate of the Furious, is part of that organization. And or, therefore, or I,
2: th- I think she's gonna turn good, watch.
1: Or like was or is. And so Hobbs and Shaw kind of set up that this organization is coming. And, you know, Fate of the Furious already kind of played with this. And she's been – and they position her as somebody who's been pulling the strings of the entire franchise all the way through. Like, she was responsible for, like, Brog and all this other stuff like yeah. that she was actually mm. behind. So I feel like it's all coming together. There's doing a Marvel Cinematic Universe, and uh. they had to heal this. They, they learned from the Spider Man thing. Like, they were like, <laughs> Marvel can't have, Marvel can't and have a divorce up. right now. Like, my, dad and dad have to get back together yeah, again. Yeah. Like, we can't have a divorce right now.
2: Like So but who, I, The Rock wins that fight.
3: I mean, I like that <laughs> yeah. together. Yeah, <laughs> <That's>
2: hands down. <laughs> Like, hands down. The Rock wins the box office fight. The Rock wins the physical yeah. fight. Always. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But they're
3: great together. I mean, th- life is short. Why are, why are we still beefing? We're grown That's That said, like, yeah. I'm a fan of like, both. And and yeah, I am too. More
1: importantly, like aside from friendship, you're getting money together. That's exactly. like the purest if relationship only, you can have. only
3: NFL players would take that and, and also... Yeah, what? I'm, just, I'm gonna stop
1: commentary. Just play,
3: just play the game. Just play the game. About, Take your money and play the game. Right I don't
1: know. I don't know <laughs> Make man. your money play the game. I don't know. Make yeah. your money
3: drive fast cars.
1: Yep, I mean, sounds good to me. <laughs> all right, so are we all happy. You guys happy? Dad and dad are back together. Yeah, yes. it's cool. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I love them together. I feel like the Fast and Furious family is back together. And that, the, I and think that it's a PR good. move. Yeah. And after the loss of Paul Walker, we don't need any more Fast and Furious like losses, man. You know? Yeah. No. Oh, good point. Oh, man. I'm looking, going to a wedding this week. I'm looking forward. I just want to catch up with some Fast and Furious marathons on TNT. <laughs> I love that. All right. But that's, that's uh, not for the podcast. All right. When we come back, we are going to deep dive into our discussion about Joker and uh, maybe a little something else. So stay tuned for that. Uh, do you guys... Quick question, now that we're back. Do you guys talk about Fear of the Walking Dead on the After the Dead podcast? We're going to we're gonna talk about it a little bit, yeah. you right, we'll skip it. that. We'll so I'll skip over that. Maybe we'll just promote you guys doing that. Okay, do that. that's fine. Cool. Yeah, we were going to talk about Fear of the Walking Dead and all the crap show that's going on with that, but uh, we're going to save that for After the Dead, so be sure to watch After the Dead for that, because, yeah, we're going to get into that and the new season of Walking the Dead. So that's a free plug for that. That'll save us some time, and we can talk about Joker, Joker. and the current controversy going on with Joker. So... Uh, Joker comes out this week. In fact, I'll see this film a couple hours from now. Uh, BD, you've already seen it once, twice? Twice. Twice. Two times. Two times. Industry mover, industry shaker. We You have to have uh, time for each viewing. But, as we kind of come down the final road to this, uh, Joker is sparking more controversy than I've seen for a movie in a while. And and we just had a movie canceled for controversy, which is Mm -hmm. really weird, that movie The Hunt. But uh, Joker seems to be kind of generating a lot. I mean, I just made a bullet point <laughs> list of things that we've written about that are happening just surrounding this movie. And it's pretty crazy. Like, theaters are boosting security. Major celebrities are weighing in. Mass shooting victims are weighing in. In even It's already even got a spoof before it's coming out. South Park took on the whole issue oh like, for its premiere wow. last week. And this is all going on. And basically... Um, the quote-unquote controversy that started from the moment that, like, you and a handful of other critics saw this movie... No, I don't think... Well, maybe. No, it was literally because half the discussion was, how is this a controversy when, like, five people have seen this movie? And you were, like, one of the five, and, like... (laughs) It wasn't me. And, no, you didn't start it. It was just people were coming away, and the whole argument has been, is this movie kind of justifying or romanticizing the idea of a deranged kind of loner acting out and then kind of showing that violent action and kind of glorifying it with, with how this movie kind of plays out, which is basically, without spoilers, it's just the rise of the Joker and the effect he has on Gotham is that kind of being positioned as a justification and, and glorification of angry yes. loner, mass violence, all this stuff, um, and it's really rubbed people the wrong way. Uh, mm.
2: I, I have two sides to this. The first is, to an extent, yes, the movie does do those things. And I think that it, I remember watching it for the first time and thinking it's kind of interesting that's coming out right now. But I'm also like, oh, it's just a movie. You know, it's not a movie's job to tell us how to act. Uh, but it, 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 I see that it, it does take a character who is mentally unstable, who is a serial killer, who is doing really terrible things. And it makes him the hero of the movie. He is the protagonist. He is the hero of the film. Even though he is a villain, it's his story, so therefore it makes him the hero of the movie. And uh, any normal person who goes into this movie and watches it can understand that even though he is sort of being glorified for what he does, it's kind of his own head, and it's kind of his own version of glorified, and we know that it's bad. We know that what he's doing is bad, what he's thinking is bad, how he's treating people is bad, and that's that. But I could see how it, people can look at it and be like, this sends a, a questionable message. I can understand that. I don't agree with people saying, pull the movie. You shouldn't uh, make movies like this. This isn't the first movie to be made with like this, and this won't be the last movie to be made like this. It's just so realistic in a time right now where these terrible things are happening left and right, and we want to blame a movie for it? Come on. Yeah, it's on. also
3: because I think they're saying, like, this is a comic book character and not just, like, a real serial killer that they're basing the movie around. Like, they're they're looking at this, like, video game character and comic book character and, like, cartoon and portraying it in that way. I understand that, but I'm with you on this. Um, I think most people would know <laughs> right, right and wrong. And cool. at the
2: same time... If something were to happen in a movie theater this weekend, God forbid, I hope everybody's safe, I hope nobody does anything stupid, if something terrible were to happen in a movie theater this weekend, as has happened way too many times in this country already, I'd be willing to bet that whoever does said act of terribleness didn't even see the movie. Yeah, Yeah. They'll have read the headlines and read the news and talked and heard about the controversy and that will... Be part of yeah. what They won't even have seen the movie. They won't yeah. walk out of the just movie see it
1: as a possible platform. Yeah, they're not
2: going to go Thursday, yeah. go to a movie, and then walk out and be like, ah, I want to walk back in and do something terrible." They're yeah. going to be. They're going to know based on everything that's got the peep that people yeah, are this saying. Would get them a spotlight. Yeah, yeah, that it'll get them a spotlight. So it's not going to be the movie.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: And it's just kind and of And hopefully nothing happens. I I, I I think it's insane that we have to have this conversation. That I'm sitting I mean, the Joker premiere, I went to the premiere on, on Sunday, uh, Saturday night in Los Angeles. I've never, ever in my life seen more security at any event I've gone to for anything related to, to wow. this job. There were you couldn't go to the bathroom and come back into the event without somebody checking to make sure you belong there. Jeez. It was it was I mean it felt there's a I, but great, I felt safer. If you watch Legion like
1: uh, FX uh, the X-Men show Legion there's a great they do these monologues in the it and there's a great one narrated by John Hamm this past season where he talks about fear culture and like what the stages of fear and it's like this whole kind of CGI background but like kind of stages of people how people get scared by an idea and how it grows and it becomes a mob and then people are so i scared by the idea of the thing that they're not even focused on the thing itself anymore and then just the whole idea and the fear itself has like ripped them. And this is why I brought this up because I was put in the show notes like, you know, has fear culture gone too far, which was the point of the South Park episode, which was called Mexican Joker. And basically it took on like, basically Cartman sends Kyle to a detention center for kids with a bunch of other Mexican kids. And Cartman's, or Kyle's trying to tell these people that like, if you push people like this and do things like this, like one of them's one day going to freak out and become Mexican Joker. And he's kind of lumped, and the show basically lumps the ideas of the border fears that leads to this crazy behavior with the fears about Joker that leads crazy behavior into like one just like <laughs> everybody stop being so f- scared of everything. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I just, oh, I just cursed on the pro- podcast for the first time. Awesome. But, uh, leap that. Leave that, please. Um, yeah, just stop being so scared all the time. And it's like, this is what I see reflected in this. It's like, you've almost given this movie more power in a Joker, more power by just, Having people this scared by the very concept of the Joker. I mean, the actual Joker would love that. Like, he'd be like, oh man, this is great. Yeah, wait
2: till you see the movie. And I think what
1: What I think bothers me about it is the hypocrisy that, like, we can have two Ted Bundy movies come out on Netflix this year and be Huge trending social media topics with people thirsting over Ted Bundy where we have to have discussions of is Ted Bundy hot or n- was Ted Bundy hot or not, like conversations in our society. But the movie about Joker comes out that well, we're like, oh, whoa. I think Has
2: Ted it- Bundy was also met with a bit of controversy. I think there were, there were, there were headlines, but the difference being it's not Joker. Joker, right. you, you write controversy about Joker and people click on it.
0: Like it, yeah. it,
2: it, it, this controversy is driving ratings which is only bolstering the controversy that's why people are going to Todd Phillips and asking him about controversy because they know his response is going to drive traffic to their website and drive views to their video You're, that's why this is becoming more and more of a conversation not because people are ge- so, some people might genuinely be concerned with controversy but in the end it comes down to ratings for the media and that's what is kind of driving this conversation. Yeah. I thought it got a little bit of a
1: turn, though, when you have like the Aurora shooting victims' families who come out and say, like, yeah, this movie's like, but slap in mean, the face. And I was should like,
3: we have the, sh- the, the victims from the Vegas shootings, the country music festival? I mean, that yeah. has nothing to do with this. And exactly. It still happens and that was kind that of my place. point. I was like, yeah.
1: Like, while I grieve and feel for those families, it's like, that's kind of like, again, you haven't, unless I'm missing something, like, you haven't seen this movie yet. Like,
3: I have a question. Do we know if they're going to um, put up maybe, like, any hotline message at the end or some kind of, like... Not that I'm
2: aware
1: of. Um, not that I'm aware or? of. The Aurora families were actually not trying to cancel the movie. They were petitioning Warner Brothers to essentially take profits from the movie and donate to um, things to do with, like, mental illness. I mean, yeah. that would be a beautiful or Gun control thing. lobby or things like that. That, that would be lovely. To, like, what happened. And, yeah, that would be lovely. Um, it would be a nice gesture yeah. by the company. But again, like in, in the rules of capitalism, not required because right. <laughs> you haven't really done anything because it would be an endorsement at the same time. Like, we think our movie might be driving people nuts. Like, here's the thing. But like, you don't have to. But um, it would be a nice gesture. But like, yeah, uh, at the end of the day, like, yeah, this is a movie. We make movies. There's an entire genre we call horror where we go to see people get killed it's all obscene. the time. Yeah, I, it's but crazy. Uh, like we
2: were just talking about Fast and Furious, though. Does that mean I'm driving my car for trying to fly off the highway to get <laughs> um, on faster? That's not a good
1: analogy because a lot of the times, yes, yes, that has caused a lot of problems. And I've seen you in your Jaguar sometimes. And so, yes, like yes. <laughs> You are, so that's not a good analogy. I, I, the Fast and Furious has really ruined a lot of us on the road. Like,
2: yeah. I have never tried to, like, jump out of the window of my We've car We've all been stopped at that, that light
1: and been thought we were Dom Toretto for yeah, a Yeah, but we don't floor <laughs> it while it's red. Yes, we don't. No. I that don't. That would don't be know. bad. Yes. Uh, listen. No. But, um, yeah, so it You've is, is kind sure of no crazy. Around. But in the end, the funny thing is, as always, you tell people to stay mm-hmm. away from something and... Ultimately, you might be pushing them like right into doing it. and Joker might just have a really good
2: opening weekend because of this. I think Joker could could, could come up to it. Chapter one numbers like 120 million. Oof, really? I really think like there is such a huge thirst for this movie with so many people talking about it. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm sure there are some people who are going to say, "I'm not going opening weekend." I heard all about people getting shot at the movies. Is going to happen? Whether that happens, I just think there will be a small camp of people who don't go because of that. But I think more people are hearing about the movie and becoming more curious about the movie, and they will go. And, and I mean, my gauge is always like some of the people in my life, like my sister, my friends from the gym. Yeah, I was going to say. People who uh, don't know anything about the day-to-day stuff we do here, and they are all excited for this movie. Yeah.
1: yeah, I tested my grandma. I said, who's 90, and she was like, "Kobe, what's coming out this week? And I was like, that Joker movie's coming out. She's like, oh, yeah, that looks scary. That looks really scary. I'm going to see that. And yeah. like, okay. <laughs> and they, I mean, they're advertising the hell out and of it on, on Sunday you, Night Football. And let's just say my grandmother was seeing a movie in Opry Mills when that shooting jumped off. She walked out into that Oh, one. yeah. Well, so, that like, wasn't
2: like... Yeah, it was just... That yeah. wasn't like... And a, she's still going a, to see Joker. That was a confrontation. Joker.
1: Yeah. yeah. It, it wasn't a mass shooting. It, it yeah. was a violent confrontation between two people in a mall right outside the movie theater where my grandmother walked out of and it got yeah. rushed by SWAT team and stuff. And she's still going to the movie. So my 90-year-old grandma can do it and not be perturbed, I think a lot of us can.
2: I just I, – I truly hope that nothing – that everything's fine this weekend because yeah, I, I, it's going to be such yeah, a – Yeah, let's
1: just put that out there. The
2: fallout, though, the fallout yeah. of it that would happen because some idiot, some coward or psycho did something stupid, the way that it would – like, then everybody who argued about this would th- would feel, bad. feel No, but like the people who tried to warn and say that this movie promotes this – Oh, they'd be vindicated. They'd be yeah. vindicated, but also – would the person have even seen the movie? That's like, I mean, not that that even matters. At that point, something terrible happened. Well, I mean, it does kind of matter because
1: when we rush to these things to try to resume control over our lives and a sense of safety, like, we can often make the dumbest decisions in the world. Like, we don't want seatbelts on airplanes. Like, we need, like, actual things to make us safer and stuff. And just blaming a movie and then throwing it away is kind of a
2: weird way to do that.
3: Yeah. Mm.
2: So. Yeah. I just I love but they're the gonna Joker. blame that like that then yeah. will you will you get it will another studio make another movie like this if something were to happen Probably. I don't know <laughs> I don't know I mean I'm still waiting to see what happens and with then the hunt. That, but I then mean, like it becomes more a bigger conversation than that too
3: would you say this is similar to Dark Knight at all I mean no
2: it is nothing it is nothing like, nothing Dark like Knight. It? no no it's really I can't wait to see it <laughs> uh I mean it's a dark movie. It's I mean, yeah. it's, it's heavy, it's dark. I think, and I Taxi think, Driver, American Psycho. Yeah, exactly.
1: And I think that's wow. the weird way in which this kind of, like, hits me wrong. It's like Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix, I feel like, did just such a good
2: job. They made the movie they that, wanted to make, yeah, like, 11 and out of 10. That's
1: what's really kind of setting effort, people yeah. off is it's genuinely affecting people, which good art should do. Good art should move you either, like, to happiness, to tears, or make you generally upset and shake you up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to see what happens... I want to get through this opening weekend with everybody safe, and then I want to see where the discussion goes about how people in mass react to this movie. And I and I'm not scared, like like the whole thing with like uh, Greta Gunberg and thinking about her last week. And I'm roping that in to say like people were freaking out like is this girl a solution to climate change or something? I'm like I'm like what happened to just being a conversation starter? Like somebody who just gets people to talk about a thing that we weren't getting deep enough in before. So if Joker just makes us. If Joker is the weird way we can start to access conversation about who people are in our society, who's There's getting left awful. behind, mm-hmm. who's getting you know falling through the cracks, where we're not looking, and what the potential larger societal dangers are of that, of not just one psycho, but the inspiration of many, of a wave of yeah. psychosis and things. I like mean, that. And, and, and and with just what the you're talking of society, about, society, like that's not a bad conversation to have, right? About it now. really
2: makes me look forward to when we can have a spoiler-filled conversation about this movie because. Mm. While it while it does all the things I said earlier about making him seem a bit glorified and the hero of the movie I can't really describe without spoiling anything the uh, another message it sends if you really look at it beyond that surface level of the villain killing people and ending up smiling like there 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 is more to it than that. Like, oh, you've seen this in the trailer. He says things like, he's trying to talk to a counselor, and he says, all I have are negative thoughts. Yeah. So at the same time, it might start a conversation about what this country does to people who need help and yeah. how, it, how it leaves them behind. Yeah. So there. Yeah, really I mean, if, exactly. you, think, yeah. if you want to look affective. at a positive, that is something we need to talk about. I remember and the very the first
1: teaser, like a bunch of people from the office, we were all in here talking about the first teaser, and we all said like one thing that is not even said in the teaser but like affected all of us was this notepad he's writing on that said like, the problem with mental illness is people expect you to act like you don't you don't, you have, don't one. have one yeah like and we were just like that is so deep it like really affected all of us it was very disturbing and like yeah and very real and i was like you know that gave me chills and that's when i really kind of clicked into this movie and so like i get it if it does get to people but like let's just have a conversation about why let's not throw away the scary
2: thing yeah but uh that's just my take but the movie's Uh, amazing i suggest going out to a theater and see
1: and we're gonna have another uh full spoiler filled review of it when we come back for next episode after new york comic-con oh no probably before oh wait no that's this. oh my god we're all leaving tomorrow
2: (laughs) oh my god i am not prepared yeah dude um yeah
1: Yeah. so next episode you hear we will be talking to you from new york comic-con that's probably a goodest place as any to stop uh, that'll do it for this episode of Comic Book Nation. Uh, next episode, as we just figured out in real time, we'll be, uh, from New York Comic-Con because we are getting on planes and getting out of here, uh, right after tomorrow, actually. So, I got a lot of packing to do. <laughs> if you are just getting into Comic Book Nation now, you can always find new episodes Wednesday and Fridays on comicbook.com, where you can subscribe to an RSS feed to get regular updates about the show. You can also subscribe on your favorite listening platform. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, iHeart Radio, Google Podcasts, Google Playlist, or you can tell any Amazon Alexa device, Fire Up Haka. Fire Up Comic Book Nation podcast. Fire And we'll start uh, Fire Up Haka Haka. That's my favorite <laughs> episode yeah. Baca, baca,
3: baca.
1: Uh, <laughs> if you want to continue the discussion about anything we've been talking about here, you can always hit us up at the hashtag Comic book Nation, or you can reach me at Kofi Outlaw. You
2: can find me at Brandon Davis BD, and
3: you can find me at Janelle Wheeler.
2: That'll do Welcome it for this episode, podcast, Thank you, Janelle, Very for stepping in. And,
1: uh, yeah, getting into this podcast while Matt Aguilar took an unscheduled <laughs> holiday. Must be nice back here, Matt.
3: Just jump off a plane and if you're if you're lost and
1: wondering what comics to buy, you can always hit up Matt Aguilar CB and tell him, Why did you leave me, Matt? Can I
2: just do an honorary sign-off here? Yeah. That'll Uh, do it for
1: Comic Book Nation. We're out of here. Deuces.